0: I said, empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, like water. I'm going to play like a butterfly and sing like a bee. His ears can't hit what his eyes can't see. (laughs) what is going on chaos family welcome 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 all to the first edition of the Chaos Short Series. I am your gracious host, O'Cella. We won't get into all the nitty-gritty that we do in our normal episodes. We'll save that for season three for cerebral chaos, which I hope you're ready for, December fifth. But today's episode is all about spooky season, spooky ookie dopalicious. It's all about horror, All Hallows Eve. Happy Halloween to you, listening on this special day. Hope you got your costume on. Hope you go and get you some candy. Hope you enjoy the season. Halloween is one of my favorite times of the year uh, because I get to do one of my favorite things, which is enjoy classic horror movies. My wife and I had 31 days of Dodie Halloween. where we picked a different Halloween movie or a horror-themed movie to watch all this spooky season. So we've been getting into the spirit and I hope you have. But today's episode is going to be short, sweet to the point. Again, the chaos short series is not like a regular episode of Cerebral Chaos. I don't know how often we'll do it. I just wanted to do the first one for today for Halloween because I have a real affinity for horror. If you don't know, I want to open up talking about a few of the things that scared me. So as I said, I've always been a horror fan growing up from the earliest moments. I've always liked scary movies. I've always liked scary characters. I've just always been into it. As crazy as that sounds, there weren't a lot of things that naturally scared me or had me frightened, but there were three things that did have me scared, and I want to discuss them very, very quickly. So I can remember being a little kid watching this show, Tales from the Crypt. We had one of those big Zenith box TVs that everybody had in the 90s that sat on the floor and was like, 5,000 pounds so whenever Tales from the Crypt would come on the thing that would scare me the most about the Crypt Keeper would be him popping up out of that casket if you've never seen that before so I would watch all of the theme all of the opening credits and everything leading up to the scene where he popped out of the casket and I would be hiding behind that huge tv waiting for that exact moment where he would pop up out of that casket and do that crazy laugh of his. that <laughs> I thought I had it timed right every time, and I never did, so it will still scare me every single time that show came on. But guess what? I still watch the show. Uh, Bordello of Blood is one of my favorites from that. Secondly, everybody knows the story of Candyman. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. You say it in the mirror. Five times, I think it's what five times, yeah, five times in the mirror with the lights off, Candyman would appear behind you. For those new generation kids that just saw the 2020 version of Candyman, the one that came out in the earlier 90s was way, way, way scarier. It had people frightened. I can remember being a little kid and everybody was into the Bloody Mary or the Candyman thing, but for me. It was Candyman. For everybody that I knew, for all the kids that I knew grew up with me, it was Candyman. So we would never turn those lights out, and we would never say Candyman five times, even if we did. Candyman just frightened you with the bees, with the hook, with the voice. It, it was just frightening. Go back and watch the original Candyman to get a feel for what I'm talking about there. Lastly, and this is something that I'll talk on a little bit more in Season 3 of Cerebral Chaos, Pennywise the dancing clown look Stephen King's it will be in this podcast episode because it is one of my favorite things to watch during this season one of my favorite things to watch ever but Pennywise the dancing clown man he was so scary because he could be whatever you were afraid of whether it was a werewolf whether it was a clown whether it is a a corpse just whatever you're afraid of he can take the shape of that. But I think most of us know him for the clown depiction. And Tim Curry's 19, I think 1990 edition of Stephen King's It that came out as like the little TV series. Man, he did an amazing job of just like practical effects and being super, super scary at the time. So those three things were things that scared me as a child. Like I said, I watched a lot of horror, but Crypt Keeper, Candyman, Pennywise the Dancing Clown definitely scared me. So, I'm going to give you guys a rundown on movies real quick. Like I said, I'm a horror buff. So, for anybody that's a horror buff like myself, you like scary movies, I'm just going to talk about a few things that I look for in the holiday season of spookiness and what I like to watch. So, the first thing we're going to do is go through uh, some of my more underrated horror movies, all right? The first one is going to be The Faculty, which came out in 1998. I want to read you the summary of each one of these movies. Just so I don't spoil anything, because I hate spoilers, so I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just going to give you a summary and some basic thoughts on these movies. All right, so the faculty. To the students of Harrington High, the principal and her posse of teachers have always been a little odd. But lately, they've been behaving positively alien. Controlled by otherworldly parasites, the faculty try to infect students one by one. Cheerleader Delilah, football player Stan, and drug dealer Zeke, and new girl, Mary Beth, team up with some of their other classmates to fight back against the invaders. Almost kind of a Invasion of the Body Snatchers kind of thing there. Usher's also in that movie as well. Really, really good movie. Underrated. I really like it. The Others, which came out in 2001. Grace, who's played by Nicole Kidman, the devoutly religious mother of Anne and Nicholas, moves her family to the English coast during World War II. She awaits word on her missing husband while protecting her children from a rare photosensitivity disease that causes the sun to harm them. Annie claims that she sees ghosts. Grace initially thinks the new servants are playing tricks, but chilling events and visions make her believe something supernatural has occurred. If you've never seen the others before, the twist at the end is amazing. I won't spoil it, but it's more of a haunted house type of thing if you like that. Very, very, very good twist at the end of the movie. The others train to Busan came out 2016. A man, his estranged daughter and other passengers become trapped on a speeding train during a zombie outbreak in South Korea. This is a foreign film. It's in Asian, I think, or Chinese. I'm sorry. Um, it's in another language where you have to put the subtitles on. But trust me, it's good enough to watch. Um I won't ruin any of that for you. I've watched Train to Busan a bunch of times. The first time I watched it, I was literally in shock. Like, this is such a good movie. So it's a very good movie. If you like fast pace, you like zombies, Train to Busan is your movie. Okay, Frailty, which came out in 2001. One day, a widowed blue-collar worker has a revelation. He must destroy those revealed to him as demons. He then begins the serial killings of the God Hands Killer across Texas. But he also has two young sons, the younger of whom idolizes him and believes in his cause, while the older brother is revolted but cannot bring himself to stop his father. Twenty years later, the elder son walks into a police station and confesses. This is another one with a huge twist. If you like horror suspense thrillers with twist, watch Feralty. Really good movie. All right. Last one. And then I'll do an honorable mention. Sinister. This came out in 2012 true crime writer, Ellison Oswald, who's played by Ethan Hawke greatly is in a slump. He hasn't had a bestseller in more than 10 years and is becoming increasingly desperate for a hit. When he discovers the existence of a snuff film showing the deaths of families, he vows to solve the mystery. He moves his own family into the victim's home and gets to work. However, when old film footage and other clues hint at the presence of a supernatural force, Ellison learns that living in the house may be fatal. Bagul is one of my favorite horror movie characters that does not get the acclaim of some of the big ones that he deserves. I wish Sinister would have been more than just two movies. There was a part one and a part two. The original is better. But check out Bagul. There's a there's a scene in this movie with a lawnmower, and that's all I'll say. I won't spoil it. Honorable mentions were Terrifier, which is just a slash up if you like slasher movies, Art the Clown is amazing. Seven is another psychological thriller type of thing. Children of the Corn was always one that I really liked. And Jeepers Creepers, the first, is another one. Alright. So most influential horror films of all time, in my opinion. When I say this, this is my opinion again. If you have a different opinion, awesome. I love to talk about it. Come on and we can talk about it. I love talking about horror movies. So if you want to come on the podcast and talk about some horror stuff, shoot me up an email or hit me up online and we'll get you on. But this is just my opinion. So I think these movies shaped horror in such a way that it is one of the more popular genres out today. So the first one is Psycho 1960. I think Psycho solidified the horror genre as one that could be taken seriously and basically invented the greatest movie swerve of all time and is one of the genre's best villains in Norman Bates. Uh, Again, we still see that today with Bates Motel still going on. Alfred Hitchcock, just the the godfather of horror. If you've never seen Psycho, yes, it is in black and white, but it is an amazing film. Uh, It's shot very well. The atmosphere, the characters, and Norman Bates is just sensational in this movie. And again, The Swerve is the original all-time movie swerve of all time and one of the greatest flips in horror history. So if you haven't seen Psycho and you like horror, please go watch Psycho. It is the OG. It is the Godfather. All right, the second film, The Exorcist, which came out in 1973. The practical effects for the time Or years ahead, the chill, the aura, the atmosphere of the movie is just simply creepy. And it's the height of the paranormal demonic possession films in Hollywood, in my opinion. Look, I watched The Exorcist for the first time this year in 2022 as a 32-year-old adult. The Exorcist gave me the creeps. The practical effects hold up, in my opinion. The acting uh, There's so many synonymous scenes. The head turn, the power of Christ compels you, the, the crawling down the steps. Look, you you know about The Exorcist even if you haven't seen The Exorcist. Please do yourself a favor. If you if you like horror, it's a bit of a slow burn, but if you like horror, you have to watch The Exorcist. The Exorcist is so influential. The scenes, uh, I just learned this the other day. The scene uh, at the climax of the movie when they perform The Exorcism Uh, The director actually had that set built in a freezer, which is why you see them breathing cold air. Just, I mean, just amazing on so many levels. Go watch The Exorcist. All right. The Shining, a horror movie classic that's chalk filled with iconic moments that have been referenced and used and appeared in other forms of media ever since. I'll give you two examples. Here's Johnny. And picture a hallway with two eerie twin girls holding hands. Yeah, The Shining is a horror masterpiece. Jack Nicholson. Excellent role where he just goes from 0 to 100. Not real quick, but when he gets to 100, it's just crazy. And you can see his slow, slow, slow decline all throughout the movie. Just an amazing, amazing movie adapted from one of Stephen King's books. Came out in 1980, by the way. Jaws, which came out in 1975. Steven Spielberg's 1975 film basically invented the summer blockbuster. Jaws broke at the time Every box office record, it's a classic story where a little is a lot, where we barely get to see the shark, but the horror is not knowing where the shark is. Jaws is the reason films have shot for the summer blockbuster effect to follow in its footsteps, and it's another film that is still influencing horror today. For example, if you like Jordan Peele's note, Jordan Peele was directly influenced by Jaws to where his monster is the Jaws of the Sky. End story period. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the father of modern raw, stalk, and shock horror among horror films. Upon viewing, audiences were disgusted, walking out, crying, and some even saying that the film was pure sadism, while others declared it as a modern masterpiece. Look, I almost put Halloween here. Um, I think the only reason I took Texas Chainsaw Massacre over Halloween is because Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of laid the groundwork for the slasher to work in Hollywood. Um, No, I don't think Leatherface is as iconic as Michael Myers. We'll get into that later. But I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre laid the groundwork in 1974 that Halloween took to the next level in 1978. Uh, Some honorable mentions here, Alien, which is really great, Halloween, The Thing, uh, Poltergeist, and Silence of the Lambs. All right, my Mount Rushmore of Horror Icons. This is Mount Rushmore. This is four people. Somebody's going to be left off. Again, this is my opinion. Sorry if I don't have your favorite on there, but these are my guys. Number one, of course, is Michael Myers. I think he's the OG. You can't have Halloween or horror without Michael Myers. Jason Voorhees, number two. Friday the 13th, The Hockey Master. Just all iconic. Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. We'll get into that later. Just an iconic role played by Robert Englund. Changed horror for the better and just added so much to the genre. Just such a unique idea with horror and the dreams. And the last one I struggled a little bit. I initially kind of had ideas on Chucky, but I think Chucky's movies kind of didn't hold up. After the third one, they kind of went all wacky and crazy and he became more comedic. Um, I almost put Leatherface here, but I don't think Leatherface has like... He doesn't talk, for one, and I don't think the movies really are great after the first one. So I'm going to go with Ghostface from Scream. Look, in the 90s, horror was searching and searching and searching and trying and trying and trying to get horror back in the mainstream that it was in the 70s and some of the 80s. Scream put horror back on the map. Like, it's a, it's a meta version of what the horror genre is, what horror movies are, it talks directly to the audience, breaks the fourth wall a little bit. So Scream was phenomenal at the time. The swerve at the end of the film where you find out who is actually Ghostface. I'm going to put Scream there because I think it was so influential in getting horror back to where we are now, where it's appreciated because there was a little lull in there between uh, the, you know, maybe the Maybe the mid to eight ladies to the to, to a screen. We were just trying to find another horror icon that wasn't just Jason or Freddie or Michael Myers being recycled over and over and over again. Up comes Scream with Ghostface, who's one of the most recognizable face and mask of Halloween and still has movies living on now. A new movie came out this year. Another one's in the works for next year. Ghostface. This is going to be a DIY section. So did you know Psycho Texas Chainsaw Massacre were both loosely based on the life of true serial killer Ed Gein, who was the butcher of Plainfield, Wisconsin. He was captured in 1956. He confessed to killing two women and he had exhumed several bodies and decorated his house with their remains. Look, go look up Ed Gein. I'm talking about skeletons on bedposts. I'm talking about chairs made of human skin. I'm talking about. A lady hanging in his garage. I'm talking about bodies everywhere. If you're into Jeffrey Dahmer stuff, any like Ed Gein is the original. Ed Gein is the OG. I mean, go look up and do your research on Ed Gein. Jaws. Did you know Jaws was inspired by a real life event in 1916 where four people, including a 10 year old boy, were killed by shark attacks along the Jersey Shore? The Conjuring Annabelle and Amityville Horror. All stories loosely taken from the file of real life paranormal hunters, Ed and Lorraine Warren. They used to have a house, which was basically a museum that kept all their files. They have all the dolls and everything that was possessed. The Annabelle doll, which was originally a Raggedy Ann doll, was still there, is still there to my knowledge, uh, under capture in the little glass thing that you see from the movies. But it doesn't look like Annabelle. It's a literally a Raggedy Ann doll. I think it's pretty cool. It's a place I wanted to go until they shut it down recently due to some zoning issues, I think. But yes, that's based on true stories as well. Did you know that The Birds, another movie by a horror icon, Alfred Hitchcock, was inspired by the real life events of birds flying into buildings and homes and cars in 1961 near Santa Cruz? And Nightmare on Elm Street, director Wes Craven adapted the idea for this horror franchise from an article he read in the 1970s about refugees who, after fleeing to the U.S. from war and genocide in Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam, suffered disturbing night terrors, suffered from sleep deprivation, and even some who died in their sleep. Wow, just did you know. Favorite horror movies of the 2010s to now. So I don't want to seem ultra nostalgic i do love 70s horror probably more than anything but i want to give you a few movies that have came out in the last 10 years uh that i love as well a hereditary came out in 2018 a film i love when the matriarch of the graham family passes away her daughter and grandchildren begin to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry trying to outrun the sinister faith That they have inherited. I think this is the best horror movie, maybe in the last 20 years. So much respect for Hereditary. Another one where you you gotta watch it and watch it and watch it again and then go watch a film analysis of it that breaks it down. And you'll see, I mean, just amazing stuff in this movie. I watched it with my wife recently who loves Hereditary and she's not even a scary movie person, but she loves Hereditary. All right, Sinister, we talked about that before, so I won't get into that, but it came out in 2012. It, chapter one, uh, we talked a little bit about Pennywise. They re-brought that back out in 2017 with chapter one. I think chapter two came out in 2019. So I talked about that. I don't want to go through that again. VHS, uh, four thugs who make money putting their violent antics online or how to steal a VHS tape from a spooky old house. However, things take a turn for the worse when they find a dead person and a dozen more tapes. And what's on these tapes are... Crazy. The Conjuring came out 2013. Uh, It talks about what I talked about with the Amityville Horror, Conjuring and Annabelle. uh, The real life stories of Lorraine and Ed Warren. Uh, They're summoned to the house of Carolyn and Roger Perrin. The Perrins have five daughters and have recently moved into a farmhouse where a supernatural presence has made itself known. Though the manifestations are relatively benign at first, events soon Escalate in horrifying fashion, especially after the ones discover that the house has a macabre history. Go watch The Conjuring, another one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Uh, It follows. This is one of my favorite movies of all time as well. I love the messaging in this movie. After carefree teenager Jay sleeps with her new boyfriend Hugh for the first time, she learns that she is the latest recipient of a fatal curse that is passed from victim to victim via sexual intercourse. Death, Jay learns, will creep inexorably towards her as either a friend or a stranger. Jay's friend doesn't believe her and seemingly paranoid ravings until they, too, begin to see the Phantom Assassins and band together to help her flee or defend herself. Just another one of my favorite movies. Maybe my favorite one Other than Hereditary in the last 20 years, I would say maybe that Hereditary, it follows Conjuring on my probably my top three in the last 20 years. Um, We're going to end off lastly with movies that I watch every Halloween season. So Halloween, of course, I have to start with with Michael Myers. Uh, I have to get that in each and every year. Just a classic, uh, took the slasher genre to another level. Friday the 13th was a direct ripoff of Halloween, tried to do everything it did, but not as good. John Carpenter just amazingly put together a horror masterpiece. Nightmare on Elm Street, um, the original OG with Freddy Krueger, Robert Englund, played the best Freddy Krueger, of course. You got to get that in. Just an amazing story that we talked about, an original idea by Wes Craven. Freddy's one of the the horror icons of the of the entire genre. All right, Child's Play Two. Um, this is all about my main man Charles Lee Ray, A.K.A. Chucky. I have to watch that every holiday season. I have, I probably have the most fun watching Child's Play, but specifically with Child's Play Two is my favorite, so I have to get me some Chucky in every holiday season too. Uh, Stephen King's It. We talked about it earlier. I like both versions. I like the 1990 version. I like the version they came out with recently. And the last one, Silence of the Lambs, if you've listened to my cinephile episode, I think Silence of the Lambs is one of the best movies of all time. Hannibal Lecter is another horror icon, the only horror movie ever where they won uh, Academy Award for Best Picture. Anthony Hopkins won for Best Actor. Judy Foster won Best Supporting Actress. I mean, it kind of swept the awards. Uh, that, That tells you something that just doesn't happen in horror. People just don't look at horror that way. So, yeah, that's it. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this edition of the chaos shorts. God bless you. God bless chaos.